0: In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blob Talk Radio. Welcome to episode 14 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. On tonight's show, there's been a lot of talk this week about doctors running late But should doctors pay you if they run late? What are the real reasons why doctors run late? Plus, the debt ceiling talks are done, but how will the debt ceiling bill now impact physician payment later this year? Finally, this week in social media and family medicine, All that and a lot more coming up on episode 14 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast starting right now. And welcome to the show that is passionate about medicine and social media. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. And I'm your host, the friendly family physician. My name is Mike Savilla, family physician and social media enthusiast. What is this show about? I get that question a lot here. Sometimes I wonder about it. But I tell people it is social media through the eyes of a family physician Check out the website at uh, FamilyMedicineRocks.com. Join us on Twitter and Facebook. Shout out to all uh, 216 people who uh, like the show on the Facebook page. And also shout out to all 6,720 people who follow me on Twitter. I don't know why, but I very much appreciate it. You can also listen in real time to this show on your uh, mobile device, on your iPhone, BlackBerry, Droid, Windows 7, whatever you have out there, kids. Just uh, direct your mobile browser to blogtalkradio.com slash rocks. Today is Thursday, August 4th, 2011. It is 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific (laughs) I believe 1 p.m. in Hawaii. Uh, shout out to all people in Hawaii listening to the show. Maybe nobody. <laughs> and the temperature here at the Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters is uh, still 78 degrees Fahrenheit. So as I open the show here this evening, I want to thank everybody for joining me here. I was reminded of something today. And uh, this segment, I'm calling uh, "Things I Learned This Week." <laughs> and something that I was reminded of uh, today, and even this week, is is that people, you know, it, it's probably a simple thing, but uh, you know, w- we don't appreciate people enough. And I don't want to go all Oprah on you. <laughs> but uh you know i just i want to thank everybody out there for for listening to the show and and for checking out the website and for following me on twitter and facebook and and uh you know and, and, and everybody is is out there they're, they're 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 trying to be competitive they're trying to do all this seo stuff to be the most popular person out there that doesn't really matter to me I just really appreciate anybody who just reads my stuff. <laughs> I don't know why you do that, but I really appreciate that. I I, uh, I take things like, like blog posts and podcasts kind of as a job interview. I try to make you make it worth it for you to come back, make it worth it for you to listen, and, and I very much appreciate people that, that come back and, and listen, not, not only to the show live, but also on the archives. Uh, I I very much appreciate it. So thank you for taking time out of your busy day uh, to listen uh, to the show. And I've really missed doing this. I've really missed doing the podcast here. Uh, Life has just been uh, very crazy, very busy. Everybody has busy lives. Um, But I'm really going to try to make a commitment to bring this back on a weekly basis uh, to – if for anything else, to check in with all of you, to share this with all of you just to kind of see how you're doing and how I'm doing. You know, one of the things I miss about doing the podcast is, you know, not only, you know, interviewing people and, 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 uh, you know, bringing you really good content, I hope, but, but it's just having everybody gather here just for the show and, and just to say hello and, and to, just to check in with everybody. I, I've had a lot of people who have met through my show and, and uh, they're following each other on Twitter now or on Facebook. And uh, it's a small world out there, kids. And uh, we have to try to try to get through things uh, together. Uh, another thing I learned this week is that I'm not as much a social media pundit as I thought I was. <laughs> I was talking with some people this week, and uh, they were telling me about some very exciting things going on out there in the Internet when it comes to mobile health, when it comes to social media. And I admit I didn't know any about that stuff. <laughs> and I admit I don't, you know, a lot of the things, especially in medicine, is 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 drive driven with data. Do you have data to prove your point? And and I really wish that I had more time uh, to sit down and to uh, you know dive into the data, do some research, and say, hey, I know that this app can get me a better clinical outcome, or I know that this website. You know, if, if I refer patients to it, can really, you know, get people improving on their diabetes or whatever their clinical condition is. And, and I wish I knew more about that stuff because, because to get more buy-in for social media, I mean, you definitely need uh, data. You need information. You need to say, hey, this is what I found that helped, and uh, this is how I think is going to help you. Uh, so, uh, I wish I had more time to do that, but, but maybe, maybe I shouldn't be putting myself out there as a, somebody who thinks they know what they're talking about because I don't, <laughs> um, as we move on here, I do want to give a big shout out to our friend, uh, Kevin Bernstein out there. Uh, he has a new blog post. He, uh, you know, of course, uh, is in our, uh, armed services. He is in, uh, 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 he is at the uh, Naval Hospital in Pensacola. He's a family medicine resident there, and uh, he has uh, he's working for a new uh, a blog uh, website called um, Navy Medicine Live, and uh, he has a new uh, uh, blog post there called uh, Navy Medicine places value on uh, primary care, uh, and. Uh, um, I'm gonna put that uh, link in the chat room here and uh, have people uh, check that out. So uh, good for you there, Kevin. Uh, um, and uh, keep keep the uh, keep the faith out there <laughs> as, as far as uh, writing about primary care and, and how important things are. He uh, that just came out today. So. Uh, uh so thank you uh thank you for doing that. Uh let's see. So what we're going to be talking about here uh, this evening, I have some topics here and uh, as I open the show here there's a, been a lot of talk this week about uh, doctors running late and uh what what uh, you know well what people can do about that, why that happens, uh you know why people are upset about it and uh, there's even some articles are saying hey doctors are uh, paying patients because they're running late. Is that something that is good or bad? I definitely have thoughts on that. There was a a good article from the New York Times uh, this week, and uh, we'll get into that as well. Um, Also, uh, uh, what the uh, debt limit bill, the debt limit uh, crisis, uh, uh, what it really means, especially to doctors out there, um, because they're talking about Medicare cuts and this and that, what does it really mean? I'll break that down here for you. Uh, and also uh, this week in social media and uh, family medicine, everybody knows I'm a, a family medicine physician, and there's been some great strides when it comes to uh, family uh, when it comes to social media. So I'll be uh, talking about that.
1: Uh,
0: but first, uh, I do want to thank Blog Talk Radio for uh, having me as a, a featured host. Very much uh, appreciate that. I've been a, a social media hobbyist since uh, 2005. And if you're curious, yes, I am a real doctor. I am a family physician, full-time private practice. Then you guys see patients five days a week in the hospital and in my office here in beautiful northeastern Ohio. And actually, the uh, webcam is working uh, tonight. So uh, if you're in the chat room live here, do you see the uh, webcam icon? And uh, you press that, and uh, you'll be able to uh, see me doing the show here live. Before your eyes, I know, very, very exciting. <laughs> and I want to give a big shout-out to the people in my chat room here. So we have Liz and we have uh, AutoBox there and uh, people who are listening on your mobile device. I know you're out there, so thank you for uh, for joining me live. And, you know, if you're listening after the fact uh, on the archived podcast, we're on uh, iTunes. And uh, thank you for uh, listening to the show. I, I, I see I see the stats out there. And uh, you know it's not a million downloads, and that's not what I'm looking for. But anybody who listens to the show, I very much appreciate it. So I'm going to take a little break here, and uh, we'll be talking about doctors being late. What does it all mean? <laughs> You're listening to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast, a member of the ProMed Network of podcasts. You can find them at promednetwork.com, and we'll be right back. That's right, uh, social media through the eyes of a family physician. This is the uh, Family Medicine Rocks podcast. My name is Mike Sevilla. Uh, so doctors running late in the office, you know, that happens, you know, it happens to everybody. And, uh, you know, obviously it's a frustrating type of uh, situation. But there was an article that came out this week uh, from the uh, New York Times on uh, August 1, 2011, by uh Leslie Alderman entitled The Doctor Will See You dot 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 eventually. <laughs> I know. And it got a lot of chatter on Twitter and uh um on Facebook and a lot of other media outlets here this week. And the article goes into, you know, obviously it's a very frustrating type of situation. Uh, when you have to wait in the doctor's office for a long time. And uh, the article goes into uh, people being frustrated, and they said, you know, I lost two and three hours of my life waiting in doctor's offices. And the article goes on to uh, give you some tips on what you can do. One, find a new doctor, duh. Duh. Uh, and, uh, next, uh, a, a concierge practice. If you don't know what that is, look it up, <laughs> but basically it's a different way to deliver healthcare that is a little bit outside the norms or outside of traditional insurance. So that is out of reach, uh, to some people. They're also saying speak up. And I tell my patients that you know sometimes you know sometimes we forget about you out there for one reason or another. our front desk staff is very busy, and uh so we may not know that you're there um, and sometimes I have people they just they call ahead and say, you know i mean uh, is our office running a little late or on time, or what uh, what what's going on with that? There's also an article here from uh from c n n uh, dot com this week it is uh, from uh, june uh, 30th uh, saying uh, would you, would your doctor pay for wasted time and uh, the article goes into saying there are some doctors out there who uh, pay their patients if they are running late that's a fascinating concept there's some data that's out there uh, especially from uh, healthcare consultants Press Ganey, saying the average wait time last year in a doctor's office was 23 minutes. Neurosurgeons have the longest wait time, 30 minutes, and optometrists have the shortest wait time of 17 minutes, according to the report. And uh, you may have heard of these uh, other tips before. You know, be the first appointment in the morning be the first appointment after lunch, ask the scheduler what the lightest day of the week is. It's, you know, when I tell people <laughs> the lightest days of the week, is usually not Monday or Friday. Monday and Friday are usually the busiest days of the week, and that's when usually people have to wait the most. Uh, and it all there was also an article that said, avoid school holidays if your doctor or dentist sees kids because that's when they all come in. <laughs> uh but yeah, what what are my thoughts on this deal? You know, running late, you know, not running on time. You may have heard some of the articles, you know, things happen. You know, we we are practice I'm in a group with uh, four other family docs and uh we are uh you know, we, unfortunately, you know, we're we're kind of the, uh one of the exceptions here in town in that you know, we still see you know, patients in the hospital and also in the office, you know, that there's some uh, docs who don't even go to the hospital anymore because of things like time, you know, and when we go to the, when we go to the hospital, we go there first thing in the morning, you know, and depending on what our patient load is there, that's going to drive as far as, you know, how late or not late we're going to be in the office. And, you know, I mean, nobody likes to go to the hospital. Usually when people go to the hospital, they're pretty sick. They're pretty complicated. There's a lot of things that are going on there, medical-wise. And, uh, you know, you have to do, you know, what's right for people, what's right for the patient. And sometimes that takes a lot of time. I'm not making excuses there. But, I mean, you know, it's, it, it does take a lot of time to give good quality of care. And and sometimes that is why I'm running late coming into the office, even for my first appointment, um, of the day, you know, and sometimes, you know, I run late and I'm proud of running late. Why do you say I'm proud of running late? Well, you know, I mean, we, we see, you know, in primary care, especially in family medicine, you know, we see, you know, pretty much everybody, you know, kids, adults, you know, geriatric patients, older people. And it's very common, you know, for mom to bring in one child and said, hey, you know, my other child has the same thing. You know, would it be possible for you to see them today too, to squeeze them into the schedule? And you know you already have a full schedule, you know, or, you know, they bring in one family member and they said, you know, my other family member has this other same thing. You know, you know how can we try to help them? You know, I really don't want to bring them back. You know, And that's a tough type of thing. The other thing that we try to do in the office is, is that we try to squeeze people into the schedule, you know, the same day, because we know that is very convenient for people. You know, when you call, you know, especially that's why Mondays and Fridays are so busy, you know, because, you know, either people wait through the weekend and then come in on Monday or call us on Monday, or people figure out that it's Friday and the weekend is coming, and they said, oh, I'm tired of putting up with this. Um, anymore, I want to try to be seen on Friday or Monday. You know, and we try to accommodate people. We try to give good service there. You know, a, a lot of these service industries, especially medicine, you know, you, you, you try to you know take care of customers or the patient or you know that type of thing. And and you know Mondays and Fridays are very very busy in the office, and 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 we try to accommodate people, we try to squeeze people into the schedule, and sometimes that means people are running late. Meaning me is running late. <laughs> so that is that is the part of that is the part of reality that is not brought into these articles. You know, I mean these articles are really you know putting the doctor. They're pitting the doctor against the patient, and you're usually putting the doctor in a in, in a bad light. You know, saying, "Oh, doctors have to try to squeeze as many people, you know, into their schedule because they want to make as much money as they can." No, that's not it. You know, that, that is just not it at all. You know, we we try to be convenient. We try to we try to you know not say, "Hey, we have a full schedule. You have to go to the ER." Now, come on. You know, I mean, give me a break, there, kids. Yeah, you know, but you know some of the other things that happen is that you know the, the things that really frustrate me. You know, and and this is not everybody. You know, and I'm not trying to paint a broad brush here, and and you know, and, and really be critical of people. But this is, this happens. You know, people come in and they say I have a sore throat. You come in and you try to take care of that, and said you know, oh by the way, I have you know these four other questions. That I wanted to try to talk to you with today because I'm not coming back. I want to get my money's worth, and you know, you 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 know have to answer these questions because you're my doctor, and 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 if you don't, then you're a bad person. You know that's that that's just just you know that is just not cool. You know, you, and and you try to deal with those situations um, as you can. You know, and and that's kind of the you know another reason why you know I, that I sometimes run late is that. You know, sometimes you're just like, okay, we can try to, you know, deal with these other issues here today, but, you know, I don't want to run late. It's not fair for the rest of my schedule if I'm running too, too late, so what can I ask you to come back? And some people are, you know, reasonable about it, and some people aren't and you know th- those are the things that 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 come up and and I know that you know some of these articles are going to say you know doctors are are being mean to patients and and they really shouldn't be you know they should try to take care of as many people as they can i don't know you know and and i, I talked to my patients they they read that new york times article this week and i'm like you know one of the things i can do you know you know just being silly is that okay when i come into the room i'm going to set the clock and you have this many minutes to talk because I'm going to run on time. So you get one complaint and you get four minutes to talk, go. That's not reasonable either. So it's just, it's, it's just trying to work with people, trying to give the best care that you can. But these articles, they really made me upset this week. You know, they, they, a lot of them, they, they paint doctors in the bad light, you know, and, and they don't give the entire story. Now, I mean, you know, what are the real reasons why 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 doctors are running late? You know, and it's the stuff that that you know nobody wants to talk about because it's a very complicated situation. So so it comes down to a bigger picture type type thing. You know, it comes back to you know the dreaded four letter word of you know care reform. <laughs> You know, it's it's just this, it's this running late is a symptom of a larger problem, you know, especially in primary care, you know, and, and I've talked about this kind of boring topic before, you know, but, you know, our health care system, you know, rewards people, you know, doctors who do procedures, you know, people that, you know, stick scopes places, <laughs> they pay them a higher You know, a higher rate. That's why medical students go in there. That's why you know doctors choose those specialties because nobody likes going to primary care. I mean, that's just what it is. You know, it's just it's 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 just very frustrating. You know, and and you know this these articles about doctors running late they don't they don't touch what the bigger picture type of thing is. You know, and the reason why we have to try to squeeze as many patients in. You know, is is because we have to try to keep our doors open. We have to try to, you know, get enough patients to, you know, pay the phone bill. You know, to pay our employees, you know, benefits. I mean, that's what it is. You know, and and you know, one of the things that you know that's coming out of this debt deal stuff is that, you know, if they don't, if they don't, uh, you know, if it, if, if they don't make these cuts in spending in the federal budget that there's going to be cuts in Medicare for not only people, not only recipients, but for doctors, too. So uh, it's it's a very complicated situation. It's a very frustrating situation. And it's just, you know, people write these articles about doctors running late, and it's just that they don't really, you know, reach the root of the problem. You know, me paying a patient because I'm late, you know, is not going to solve the problem. It's good article, you know, it, it's good for you know um, hits um, on your website, but you know, it's it, it's it doesn't really solve what is going to happen. <laughs> so I'm sorry for my rant tonight, but it's just you know that that's it, it's just, it's really frustrating. It's really frustrating because it's just. You, you, you try to do the best you can. You try to give the best care that you can. Um, and you have stupid articles like that that just get me really upset. <laughs> um, now, I touched on this debt deal thing. Okay, so uh, I don't want to get too complicated. I don't want to get too much in the weeds of this. But this the, the debt deal, the thing that was signed this week, you know, potentially can affect doctors, it can affect physicians, it can affect access for Medicare patients, meaning that, and now that they have this thing passed, so later this year, this this super committee of Congress is going to, supposed to have, you know, proposed cuts for the budget. If they don't do it, there's going to be these triggers. One of them is going to be for Medicare cuts, and that's really going to affect doctors. And the things that doctors talk about every year, which is very complicated for people to understand, is that they have these, mandated cuts to physician payment in medicare and um, you know if that happens at the end of the year then you know like happens every year there's going to be some doctors who are not going to take medicare patients starting in 2012 which is going to be a big deal here there was a survey uh, by the American Academy of Family Physicians, my professional organization, you know, saying that significant Medicare cuts would lead to 13% of family physicians shutting their doors to Medicare patients. That's an access problem. That's where are those patients going to go? So that's going to be a, a very it's going to be a, a huge political thing at the end of the year because on January 1st, 2012. Medicare physician pay is going to be cut 30%, 30%, unless Congress intervenes. So what ha- what would happen if your income got cut 30%? <laughs> uh, so those two things and my rants. <laughs> I know I have only have a few minutes left here on the show. Let me just take a breather here. I'm going to take a little breather, uh, take a little break, and then when we come back, then I'll uh, talk about um, happier stuff. (laughs) You're listening to the uh, Family Medicine Rocks podcast here on uh, Blog Talk Radio. Thank you so much for joining me. We'll be right back. To the Family Medicine Rocks podcast live on Blog Talk Radio on a Thursday night. My name is Mike Sevilla. Uh So, family medicine and social media, very excited to talk about this. Coming up this weekend in the great city of Columbus, Ohio, I'm going to be at the Ohio Academy of Family Physicians annual meeting. And uh, one of the things I'm going to try to do is just really get this going as far as social media goes. I really see this year with family medicine that they're really taking on social media. Uh, if you see on my uh, blog post this week on uh, familymedicinerocks.com, there's been a lot of family medicine meetings around the country who are taking on things like, you know, Twitter updates, their Facebook page, podcast, video it's very exciting for family medicine these days. And this weekend in Columbus, I'm going to be trying to continue with that. I'm kind of their point guy with that. Uh, we're going to be using the hashtag OhioAFP. And uh, very exciting this weekend because uh, there's going to be a, a lot of sessions talking about patient care, the transformation of patient care uh, to, uh, to try to do it better. So, you know, You may have heard the buzzword, patient-centered medical home. You know where we try to, you know, uh, uh, brainstorm and work through, you know, better patient care. You know, having patients, you know, as as partners, um, using data um, to give better patient care. Um, as far as you know, group visits, trying pilot projects like, um, you know, uh, electronic communication. Um, and a lot of different things. Um, On Saturday morning, you know, we have a physician coming uh, from Virginia uh, telling how he's using some of these patient-centered medical home concepts um, in his practice, in his group practice. There's also going to be a panel there, you know, from uh, representatives, including the Ohio Board of Nursing, the State Medical Board of Ohio, uh, and the Executive Director of the State Board of Pharmacy. So we're trying to get people to the table. We're trying to say, hey, family docs have some good solutions on how we can try to fix this really, really broken healthcare system. And uh, uh, I'm very excited to be a part of this meeting. Um, I admit that I could be doing a lot more as far as reading about some of these things, trying to incorporate it into my practice. Uh, And uh, the the end of the morning there is going to be my good friend uh, Ted Wimslow. Uh, the Director of the Ohio Department of Health, and he's going to be talking about the statewide patient-centered medical home activities uh, because of this fragmented system that we have here in the state of Ohio, and they're having uh, ex- exploring a lot of pilot projects here uh, to try to, to advance primary care, to advance patient care, to try to do that. And also in the past couple of weeks, and you'll see in my blog post about this, is that you know there, there have been meetings like the Indiana Academy of Family Physicians, where I was a, a speaker there. The Virginia Academy, they had a uh, a a, uh, a session on uh, social media. Uh, the uh, National Conference uh, for uh, Medical Students and Residents. They had a great meeting last week. Uh, they had a, incorporated a lot of social media there as well. Um, and also the, the the Texas Academy did a live stream of uh, of some of their activities there too. So uh, a lot of things that are going on in uh, social media and uh, family medicine. So hopefully this weekend in Columbus I'll be able to help tweet that out there for you to let you know the exciting things that we're doing um, at our state meeting. Now another thing I would like to tell you about is uh, our uh, this new podcast that I am a part of? Um, you may have seen it on my Twitter stream. <laughs> it is called uh, Paradox, and uh, the first uh, uh, the first podcast was uh, released at uh, emsgarage.com. dot com, and uh, it's uh, me and uh, Doctor Jeff Myers, who is a emergency room uh, physician, and uh, we just talk about stuff. <laughs> and we recorded a few of those uh, a couple of those episodes and i want to thank uh chris montera the uh, geeky medic on uh, twitter and the uh, ems garage empire and the uh and <laughs> uh, the ProMed network uh, for helping with that so i encourage you to uh, go to ems com and to uh download my new project there called uh, paradox and uh uh it's it's interesting taking on uh, some uh, some new projects so uh uh so we're going to see how that uh, we're going to see how that goes here <laughs> uh let's see so we have about 10 minutes left i'm going to take uh, one more break and i uh, have uh, one more uh, segment here uh before we uh, close things up here tonight uh you're listening uh, to the family medicine rocks podcast uh, here live on Block Talk Radio and uh let's see if I can find some music here to uh to get uh, get this uh get this bumper music here. Yeah, you know, this this switchboard here at Block Talk Radio is uh just uh, kind of um it's it's really tricky. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's it's really tricky. So uh, let me let me try to find something here. Uh do I have here? Uh, why don't we just do this? This is kind of funny. So we'll be right back here uh, for our last segment uh, tonight. Thank you for being a podcast. Uh, shout out to a new nurse chick who was uh, joining us here. And uh, I did see Appy Junkie here for the last segment. So I'm uh, sorry that I didn't uh, give her a shout out uh, when she was here. So thank you all for uh, for joining me here uh, this evening. Uh, the last segment here um, is uh, I'm calling uh, Blast from the Past. And uh, there was something that happened this week that reminded me of a story uh, from uh, medical school and um, residency. And I remember when I was a, a medical student, um, rotating in the hospital and rotating on the wards, when I uh, was on a rotation, um, it was a a, a a geriatric rotation. And uh, I was with a doctor um, who taught me about end of life issues he was at a uh, hospice a medical director for a uh, for a hospice and i remember when i was a, a medical student you know learning about the end of life the, uh, learning about how the end of life is part of life and it really cemented in my head back when i was a student that it's tough, not only for the patient, but also for the family. And what this doctor taught me and showed me was that not only when you're a medical student or a resident or a physician or a nurse or, you know, anybody working in this field, that when it comes to the end of life, they're not only a chart, you know, they're not only a piece of paper, they're not only a lab test, they're not only a number. You know, that patient is a person, that family is somebody who loves that person or hates that person. And it is one of the things in medicine that we don't talk about as much because it is inherently an uncomfortable topic. It is an awkward topic, but it is an important topic. And I remember when I was a medical student, I was on a a rotation or I was – I was following or shadowing this doctor, this family doctor. And he would tell me a lot of the stories of this person and of this family, his experience with them, because that's one of the beauties of family medicine is this continuity of care. Is getting to know the patient. It is getting to know the family through the years. And it's not only getting to know the person. It's getting to know their family. It's getting to know everything about them and helping them not only during the good times but also during the rough times through people's illnesses, through people's, cancer diagnosis through people's weddings or divorce or new job or losing their job that's why that that experience had a had an impact on me and that was one of the experiences that guided me towards the career choice that I eventually made But as we talk about, or as I think, as I thought about it, those memories back then, um, when I would talk to this patient, because when you're a medical student, you have a lot more time (laughs) than you do when you're a real doctor. When you're a medical student, you get to spend a lot of time with this person. You get to hear their stories. You get to hear what frustrates them what they love about life, what they love about their family, why this person frustrates them. You learn that about people. And that person there that shared their life with me at the end of their life really taught me a lot of things about myself. It taught me that sometimes even though life is going 500 miles an hour, that you have to slow down. You have to slow down and appreciate people. You have to appreciate life because you never know what's going to happen next. And there was an instance this week that made me think of that story, made me think of that patient, made me think of that doctor who taught me about that. And it's just those instances that really solidify, that really reinforce why I love doing what I'm doing. You know, I had that whole rant 20 minutes ago about you know, taking care of patients in this healthcare, broken healthcare system. Yes, it does frustrate me. Yes, I do rant about it. Yes, you know, we could do better. But when it comes to the end of the day, still, even though with all that frustration, I still think that I make a difference. And that's why I do what I do. And I hope that's why you do what you do. Because you feel like you're making a difference, not only to yourself, but to other people. Because if you don't, then you should find something else to do. Find a new career, something like that. Now, I know that's easy for me to say in this tough economy. But if you really get down to the core of things, do you, are you happy with your life? You know, what are things that you can do to help change that? How can you do this to make you feel better? How can you try to slow things down to appreciate your life and people around you better? And that's kind of another thing that I learned this week. And uh, I want to thank that doctor. I want to thank that patient from all those years ago for teaching me that and for reminding me of that. Now, with a couple of minutes left, I do want to thank everybody for joining me. That's the end of my show here tonight. And it's been kind of a roller coaster um, of things here tonight, so uh, I'll try to be better organized next time. But as I get back doing this podcasting, I really, really love doing this, and I really, really appreciate everybody uh, listening to me live on the podcast Go to FamilyMedicineRocks.com, and, uh, you know, social media, social media is really about stories. It's really about, I think, sharing your story. What is your story? And I hope that you have the courage to share it with other people, because it is with sharing through other people that I think that, you know, people feel a little bit more, I don't know, uh, you know uh, not as you know not as scared not as sheltered and uh, you know that I think you'll be a better person and I think you'll feel better with it I'm sorry for this rambling into the show here today I've gotten kind of tearful at the end here so but I want to thank everybody for joining me here This I'll try to do this podcast better next time my name is Mike Sevilla go to familymedicinerocks.com check out the website uh, check us out on Facebook, follow me on Twitter. I have less than 30 seconds here tonight. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be doing a show next week. Just go to familymedicinerocks.com or follow me on Twitter. That'll get you the uh, all the information um, that uh, you need about me. So uh, thank you all for joining me. Follow me on Twitter, especially this weekend. Good night from Northeastern Ohio. I'm Mike Sevilla. Have a good week and weekend, everybody. Bye-bye.